Adventures, another morning edition, like so many before it, of Check the Vending Machines, a weekly pop culture podcast where two best friends come together to talk about pop culture stuff. And this week, it is a big, a big one. It is a, it's a big one. Big one. That we've been waiting for. It's a big one. And some would say uh, genre-defining, world-defining uh, film uh, series. But before What's that... series, yeah. Series, franchise. Uh, before that, though, Zach, what's going on? Not much, man. It's always you know good to show up Sunday morning on the always imitated but never duplicated Check the Vending Machines, you know? Um, yeah, man. There's there's so little pop culture podcasts out there. <laughs> you know, it really feels like we're trailblazers out here, and it feels good to like be in that you know pioneering mindset. You know, it it, it absolutely does, and I think that one day you know we'll be ready. I see podcasts on TikTok mm-hmm. of like, oh wait, people, people do, like, do podcasts on TikTok? Like they like put put clips oh, yeah, to like yeah, promote yeah. the show, and like I don't, I'm not trying to toot my own horn and act like I. Like we are some fucking you know yeah. Houdini's out here, <laughs> but I listen to some of these ground these people's convos on TikTok mm-hmm. about like, and they suck, dude. Like not not even like the quality. The quality is fine. Like the, everything looks good. Yeah, I saw a clip that was being made fun of a ton a few weeks ago, and maybe you've seen it. I don't know if you're on TikTok or not. Yeah. I'm still not on TikTok, man. Um, it was like they're at the two like younger guys, like probably like early maybe early twenties. And they're talking about like their top favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And one guy was like, "All right, top favorite movies." And one one was like, "Was like uh, great, greatest showman, uh, fucking like Avengers, and then some other number, uh, some other movie." And I was like, "That's the worst list." This of is all clearly time. somebody who started watching movies in like 2014, and they got bagged on for a long time. Yeah. And then they made another video being like, I mean, "As they rightfully should, the greatest discernment." Greatest Showman does not deserve to be in anybody's top five movies. Yeah, and they made a, they made a follow up video after all being being roasted forever. <laughs> they, were, they were like, and they had like a like a chalkboard, and they wrote like, greatest does not equal best, and then they had a bunch of different movies in each category, like underneath like greatest and best, and even the even the That's movies some semantic best, ass bullshit. Greatest doesn't even, equal best. Or like fa- like favorite does not equal best or right. something like that. That's what it was. Well, and under favorite under yeah. so the favorite movies were like Greatest Showman, Avengers of twenty twelve, whatever. Yeah. And then the best they had a couple of the usuals like Pulp Fiction, yeah, Pulp Fiction, but even then, Godfather. I'm but even then, like a couple of the other list of other movies, still like I was like I wouldn't have named those best either. No. <laughs> yeah, like, still wouldn't name those the best. But then I realized that you know generational gap, like when I was teaching. Mm. and talking to kids and they would be like oh yeah we uh we think the original star wars suck bro i still can't believe there are people who think that shit prequels were good i was like what are you talking about dude i think it's just a generational thing i I guess it must be i don't know (laughs) does that mean there's eventually gonna be kids that are like oh yeah disney's trilogy that was the best shit dude yeah i saw it when i was a kid i saw it in theater Dude. The Last Jedi was a genre-defining movie. Rise of Skywalker was one of the single greatest pieces of filmmaking ever put to screen. Yeah. Don't ever clip that. But what happens when you go when you grow up with perfect 3D animation modeling yeah. rendering and you don't even have to worry about You don't have to worry about the nitty-gritty, dude. 
You don't have to worry about the scorpion king. Yeah. That's so, <laughs> one of the best things ever. Fucking Dwayne's like goober fucking face on that model. Oh my god. When you look at like Star Wars, like like the original movie, mm-hmm. like to our parents who were like eleven or ten when it came out, yeah, mind blowing. And then for us, you know, it still looks really good. Yeah, I think it but still like, holds up. For kids who are like, you know, kids now, yeah, it probably looks like crap. I don't know, dude. I feel like there are some things that like maybe they don't look as good with the practical, but there are some movies that like I feel like still hold up. Like I feel like Star Wars is one of them. The Thing obviously is like one of them where it like doesn't matter like how old that movie is. That movie will always look good because the practical effects on that are so The one part about Star Wars that looks bad is the trash compactor. Yeah, that's fair. not, not the, the actual the stuff in the original trilogy that looks bad nowadays are the stuff that like George Lucas tried to go in and like fix where he made like a CGI job the hut. Yeah, it looks fucking awful. Looks but I mean like even in the original cut of New Hope, yeah. like the compactor itself looks fine. It's the alien that pops up. Yeah, the weird like out. tentacle creature, that, yeah. That part, the eyeball thing yeah. looks that looks it's all stop motion. So like it looks even even the um like the Phil Tippett uh chessboard stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It looks cool, but does not look. No, good. I mean, I think they did it again in like Force Awakens or whatever, and it obviously yes, looks yeah. better in that. Because yeah. that that is something that needed CG to look really, really good. But we you know like Phil Tippett, who was like you no know, monster magician mastermind, mm-hmm. stop motion genius guy, guy. He did a movie that he's just recently called Mad God. I and- saw that. Like, I haven't watched it yet, but I've seen like trailers for it it looked really fucking rad so yeah i mean he apparently he was, he was working on it for like 20 years or something it's so like I, on I shutter it. right yeah 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 i don't have shutter yeah, i don't I have shutter it. either i watched it another way um but i watched it and it looks like visually amazing like the stuff the, the yeah stop motion is fantastic it's 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 killer how much detail is in there mm-hmm. as a movie um i could I didn't like it at all, really. And yeah, it doesn't really have like a coherent plot or anything like that. There's no, there's no voice. It's not voice acting. It's all oh, silent. silent? And there's sound effects and music and stuff. And but there's super, no like, dialogue. No dialogue, and there's some, there's some dialogue eventually, but it's not, not the main character. Mm. And it's super thematic heavy. Mm-hmm. Like so, if, without having the dialogue, you have to really kind of dissect the visual stuff to get the themes. Right. Which I'm sure I, I could do if I watched enough times but mm-hmm. on the first viewing i kind of felt like i didn't really understand what was going on yeah um and visually it was super interesting and super appealing and kind of gross in a cool way yeah but uh beyond that i i didn't really enjoy it yeah i, I was more of a, more of a marvel for the actual like science behind yeah about how the movie that. was like actually made yeah yeah. And it looks right. I mean, the, the concept got me in, which was like, you know, there's an assassin character who journeys down like Dante's Inferno to like plant a bomb. Okay. Destroy these this evil. But then it doesn't really become, it's not really that. It's not action and anything. It's a lot of walking. Huh. Okay. And like, walking in like cuts of other scenery of demented stuff. Right cool and it look, again it looks great and it's amazing looking but as a story i was i was kind of let down hmm. yeah i could see unlike, 
unlike what the topic of the episode is Ooh, this week. Telling you, dude, let me tell you, I am stoked to yeah. be able to watch this and talk about it. This was yeah. whew, John Wick Chapter 4, man. That was quite a movie. Telling you what. John Wick. This John one didn't Wick have like 4. a weird subtitle, did it? It was just Chapter 4. I think, no, I think he realized that it was stupid. To do yeah, they realized. The well, one. first of all, Parabellum as a subtitle, it still doesn't even make sense to me. I don't know what it is. No. No, I think he. I think they realized that. Let's just call it chapter. Yeah, let's just call it chapter four. We don't have to worry about the subtitle. Yeah. Uh, John Wick chapter four came out like last week, two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, fourth entry into the supposedly ever-growing John Wick world. I know they're doing like I think they're doing a spinoff for somebody. I can't remember who. A ballerina. Yeah, the ballerina. Yeah, yeah. About Which is the uh, Ruska. Yeah, family. I think it's supposed to be. On- Anna de Armas. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I watched doesn't really, I just listen. I mean, I wouldn't have pictured her as the main character because she, to me, is very clearly Cuban or yeah. something. Like, like fucking from James Bond. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to me, she she's doesn't really look like she's orders. like a, a Roma. Eastern European. I don't really yeah. fit that vibe, but maybe I just don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> so that, and there's supposed to be a TV show too. Is there? There's supposed to be one about the um like about the continental about the or continental something? yeah okay um but John Wick chapter four there's gonna be heavy spoilers heavy spoilers it's hard to talk about this movie <sighs> without spoiling it so yeah because it's the fourth one at this point mm-hmm. um, uh, where do you want to start do you want to start the base enjoyment yeah we can do biggest enjoyment for me like. Overall impressions is what I mean. Like basic, like your basic feelings of it. Mm, okay, I can do that in a ranking. I think John Wick Chapter One, I think, is still the best. No, oh, that's the best. That's the best. I think it's still the best. I think. Hold on, I'm gonna one, four, two, three. I think it's four, three, two for me. You think so? I think so. I really didn't after rewatching it. I like some of the action in two, but I really didn't like the villain at all. And Ruby Rose is like a total letdown. They like build her up the whole movie and then she's like a nothing fight. And that's why I liked it actually. I like the common fight in that. His fights with common yeah, are good. Um I go I go one, four, two, three. Hmm. So th- I feel like three kind of like lost its footing a little bit with the plot. Yeah, I mean three is definitely where it gets a lot more like complicated. Because then it's like, so he's excommunicado, and then the whole plot is him basically trying to not be excommunicado before, and then he gets to it, and he's like, never mind, I'm going to stay excommunicado. And it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I think that one, like two is the last one that keeps the world kind of tight still. Yeah. I mean, they extended a little bit, but three is the one where they're like, well, fuck it, we'll just like blow everything everything out. Cause, we'll expand it out. Yeah. I think that a little bit of parts of three kind of get a little, and I love the Mark DeCasco. So you know, Dude, I, he's I him, him and the, uh, I don't know the actor's names, but the two guys who work with, um, um, Iku Waste. Yeah. Iku Waste all the time. They were been both the raid movies. Those guys are, their fight at the end yeah. with Keanu is so fucking good. Yeah. And I, I, again, Mark DeCasco is one of my favorite action stars. Yeah. And I have, I have all his movies. He's great. I love him almost because of how like awkward he is in the whole movie. 
Like no. the fact that he's like playing as like a fanboy of John no, Wick, no, no, no. and then he's also trying to kill him. The we talked before about three though that really kind of ruins it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still a great movie, mm-hmm. but in terms of narratively world building, which I would love to hear, um, kind of because I think Ballerina directly relates to this mm-hmm. is that like. Okay, so are we? Do we think that Zero's team was better than the, the Rescaroma? I mean, it's kind of. I don't know. It's, it's hard like, to tell. Well, it, the way that they build Zero's team up in the whole movie is that they're better than everybody because then they also take out all the Bowery's guys. Yeah, but then, but then, so do we think that John Wick was just? Uh, I mean, he is kind anomaly? of like basically like a fucking god in this world. So, oh yeah, but was he just an anomaly, or do we not expect the Rusk Roman to build fantastic killers? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It feels like the for me the way they set it up is like John Wick is just like one of a kind. Like, there's nobody like John Wick, really. It just doesn't really seem like it makes much sense. No, it doesn't. This, uh, and I'm applying it to like to like anime power yeah. rankings, obviously, but it seems like. Because John Wick wasn't the leader of the Rescaroma. No. Zero was the leader of his crew, mm-hmm. his school. Yeah. So you would expect the leader of the Rescaroma, whoever it is, whether it's the because it's clearly not his mom character because she that's the New York version. She has to. Yeah, go I think she just runs the New York branch, and then yeah, he goes to Germany and he meets. Yeah. Well, apparently it was a guy, and then the guy died. So right. You would expect that someone else to have, like. I don't expect John Wick to come from this like low tier assassin family. Yeah, I, I just don't. Expect it. I think he would come from someone who has. Well, he's basically training. an orphan, right? Like, so it's like yeah. whatever, and then he gets adopted by the Ruskaroma. I will say that four fixed a lot of the problems that I had with three, which is with three they just like kind of blew up the world and like threw a bunch of shit at you, but then didn't like really do anything with it, like the Ruskaroma and like. They expanded more like the Bowery's guys and stuff like that. But yeah, then they like didn't do anything else with them. And I like that they went back to the Ruska in the fourth movie. He has that whole bit where he's in Eastern Europe d- doing all his fucking trying to yeah. get back in the family shit. So, yeah, but I think I think uh, I would go one is the best. Yeah. Most emotional, most hard hitting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for nostalgia purposes, look, a huge, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. It's Keanu on top of his game. It still gets some uh, of the best fantastic. action sequences ever. Between the home invasion and the nightclub, like... Yeah, just super visually entertaining. Yeah. And I think four, which we'll get into, and then I think two, because it's still grounded enough, and mm. I do really like... The bad guy is, is annoying, which is good. Yeah. Um, but I think that all the bad guys are kind of the same in all the movies, like... Yeah, I mean, once you get after the first movie, it's all like, oh, well, I want you to do something for me, and then I'm going to betray you. And that's like every single it's bad just like, day. It's just tears of the table constantly. Yeah. Um, but I think that two, ha- I think the common fights in two are really, really good. I like the common fights in two um, a lot, yeah. Because they're, to me, in all the movies, even in the first movie, and even when three, and even in four, mm-hmm. the only character who's actually put John on a level playing field has been common um because Donian and, and keanu didn't fight like that in this movie yeah they didn't they didn't really fight like that i mean like, if they had tried to fight like that i'm sure they probably could have i don't know nobody in this movie kind of puts them on a similar level a little bit uh i don't think i don't think so but i think because he has his own rules he's following yeah to track and then you have Keanu who's tired from fighting a billion people. Yeah. 
but with common and even though john was finding people through the cave and stuff you watch both those fights they're very long and they're very, they're very until the drawn end. out yeah until the end when john gets the edge but that first fight when they fight on the stairs oh yeah it's a very long fight and that when it ends they're both equal yeah even when they're walking through the, the subway and they're shooting each other in a really cool way, funny way, That's so funny. They're, they're they're equal there too. Yeah. So I think Common's character is the only one, Cassian or whatever his name is. I think it's Cassian, like, yeah. I I personally think that Donnie Yen would have beat John Wick. I, I think, think if John, what, I think if Donnie Yen's character, if Kane was serious, he probably would have beat John. I think he would have beat John Wick. I think that that's why they didn't have them fight. Yeah, like I don't that. think that's why they didn't have him fight for real. Yeah. Because I think in no one's mind, even in movie world, even though they're huge difference in height, and I think that physically, it's hard for me to see Keanu beating Donnie Yen. I know he's a bigger guy. He's like six foot something. He's probably a hundred pounds more. I get it. Yeah. But just speed, quickness, and efficiency, and years of training, I assume Donnie Yen would win that fight. Even though it's again a very huge difference in weight class. Yeah. But even in character, I think that like king would win that fight uh so i think that's why they didn't have also because they, they can't don yen's a too much of an action hero they're not gonna let him lose in a fist-to-fist fight yeah i mean i like the way that they handled it because yeah I, I i would i don't think you could have a situation where donnie yen loses in a fight yeah it's hard to it's hard especially to when, when he's the action flick i mean yeah i'm sure he would do it cause i don't think he has an ego, an ego like that yeah. but I think that it pays homage to his history. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Colin's character, it, uh, who does end up dying, I think that those fights to me are like equal playing field fights. Yeah. Um, but that's my ranking. That's your ranking. Yeah. Let's dissect John Wick 4. Dude, okay. Can we talk about one of my favorite parts in this movie real quick? I fucking love Scott Atkins. When he showed up in his fucking fat suit, I was like, all right, I dig it. Great. And I honestly was kind of disappointed. Mm. Not because he wasn't great in it, because he was fantastic. He had, I think, honestly, he had the best acting of everybody. He did. He did. He was great as a fucking shitbag Russian gangster. He was great. I just was kind of sad because Scott Atkins is such a powerhouse in his own right. Mm -hmm. Visually and like, and obviously we see him do a lot of skills in this movie, even in the suit, which looks really great. But just as a guy, like he would be a lead in this movie. You know what I mean? Like he's such a good looking guy. He's so yeah, good. I could have seen he's, him being like an opposite. He could have been in like a, a, another common for sure. And like with his skills, you can just see it. Like if he wasn't wearing the suit, he could do like some crazy taekwondo shit like he can do yeah. some stuff that looks amazing that we haven't really seen in john wick because it's not necessarily assassin it's more like martial art movie kind of style yeah but if we have if we have a blind swordsman we can have crane kicks and yeah. flying backflip we can, we're, we're, we've transitioned away from the efficient john wick killing to having a zatoichi character yeah we can we can do some other martial arts shit now, yep. and that's kind of why I was let down. Even though I think he really did a great job, mm-hmm. but my entire impression was when they kept posting the poster picture of of K- Killa, whatever his name yeah. is, Scott Atkins' character. I kept thinking it's gonna be that guy from Tekken. A uh, Bob? 
Yeah, it's gonna be like Bob, where like Bob's like a fat guy. He basically was Bob, where he's like he's a fat guy, yeah. but he's like super mobile and like is able to like be actually pretty quick. Yeah, right. It's gonna be Rufus from Street Fighter, yeah. or it's gonna be Bob from Tekken. He's the like, classic fucking fighting game character, dude. The big guy who can fucking kick your ass. I think isn't Bob's story like he was always small and then was really good and then wanted to add more challenge to his life. I so feel like it's fat. something like that. Yeah, where it was like I think he was like a world championship like karate master or something like that and then he like wanted more power and so he was like oh well that's how i get more power i just get bigger yeah so like that's like to me like the way that scott atkins moved and this was like okay i know he's gonna be able to fight because you're not gonna hire scott atkins and not have no him you're not gonna have him fight yeah and not have him not do something yeah which he did a lot of stuff that was a really cool sequence yeah um very long sequence. it's it's quite long like the whole transition from the card game to him running away to the club, which looked like fucking something out of Blade on steroids. That club was ridiculous. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. So then you have him like running through the club and catching up and then Scott like basically throwing him over the side to like a lower level. I love the transition as well from like higher to lower end. And like yeah. the waterfall effect that they had all around of like the water falling down from like the top floor down or all around them. It's so good. As much as I love uh, nightclub sequences mm-hmm. because of Blade, uh, John Wick needs to calm down. We get we get one in every single movie almost. I feel like. Hmm. I love. I think they look great because they're cool. They're interesting fighting sequences, but like, there should be a lot of people freaking out at least one time. Well, that's. I I agree. I think that was the thing that took me out a little bit because there should no be there should be no reason why he's firing in the middle of the crowd and people are not like scattering everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, or like stray bullets. Because at least that happened in the first movie. Like when they're in the nightclub in the first movie and they start firing, everybody starts like freaking the fuck out. Running away, exactly. Um, so that that's a great sequence. My favorite. I'm trying to think of my my favorite one because I don't necessarily think I have pinpointed it. Oh, my favorite my favorite sequence in the entire movie is the Paris uh car to out of car oh yeah yeah then when they're in the like the rotundra thing yeah yeah that sequence is that sequence super is killer. so killer i love that yeah that's that's a great sequence when he gets i do think car, he gets both the doors ripped off of it oh my god i loved it yeah, yeah. That, 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 that scene is so cool and the way it's choreographed is really really great and i think the people were taking some good bumps yeah people uh, are taking really great good. fucking bumps dude off these fucking cars dude like yeah and just the visual aspect of it like how Obviously, it's green screened. Yeah, but like the parts of it that they just fit so well, it looks so chaotic and crazy. So you can you kind of like felt the tension and stuff, and that was really great. Yeah, uh, the opening sequence, where not opening, but the op- first act sequence when John goes to Japan. Yeah. Oh, dude, the Japan, the Osaka Continental, dude. Well, yeah. first of all, it's what's his face showed up again. I can't remember his name, but because he was in Bullet Train too. Sonata. Yeah, he's like he's like the oh we need a wise Japanese man we'll grab him. It's like well, Ken Watanabe, but he's the action star. It's this. It's yeah. Who do we get who can do drama? Yeah, Ken Watanabe. Who do we do who can, can do, do action? Action. Hiroki Sanada. Yeah. Can they both? They can and and we we need someone that can do drama and action. All right, we'll get them both. Last Samurai. Because <laughs> they are both in Last Samurai. Yeah. Oh my god! He played the he played the archer character, or or he played the other samurai guy who was. Did he? Okay. He, was the, he, he played the he, Sonata played the samurai who was like upset that Ken Watanabe brought in Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. 
It's been a while since I need to rewatch Last Samurai. It's been a while since I watched it. It was literally Hollywood was like, both these guys can speak English. Oh, All right, we're gonna cast them yeah. everything. And then oh, we can't get them both. Okay, we'll get one of them. Yeah. Uh, I think that sequence was cool because the continental itself looked like what I, I would expect a Japanese yeah. continental villain. I also really did like Bill Skarsgård as a villain. I think he did pretty well as the Marquis. Um, yeah, I liked his attitude throughout the whole thing. I think probably his best scene is probably his meeting with nobody. Yeah, <laughs> then he stabs him through the fucking arm or through the hand. To me, also kind of um, that sequence, which was cool. I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did kind of walk away from, when I was finished with the movie, thinking like, eh, I don't think nobody would have, would have let that happen. No, I mean the way that it is now, I don't know. The, the Nobody thing, is a what he is like an actual fighter. He yeah. is he is not. He's, he's not, not an assassin. Tracker, like he's an actual assassin. Yeah, we know that when John talks to him, he says, "Are you a tracker?" So we assume trackers are different than assassins. Yeah, right. They obviously can all kill, but they have different requirements different for the speciality. job. Yeah, yeah, whatever it might be, whoever knows, or maybe trackers are just assassins who have more stipulations to their jobs. Maybe. Like, they, like whatever. I don't know. But obviously he can he can track he can kill we know that. Obviously so something a, something about a tracker does not require you to kill because then there's that point where Skarsgård like basically like forces him to kill. You go yes. after John. He's like that's not part of my. It's part, part of the, part deal. Of the deal. And it's like service, you know, whatever you made a deal for your service. Maybe, maybe he can track people for assassins to go find them. That Who makes knows? sense. Yeah, we'll find out more because I guarantee they're going to do a spinoff with that character. Probably, yeah. Um, he was cool. He was super but cool. We know he can do all this stuff, and his dog is there. Mm-hmm. So, in my, my John Wick fan brain, yeah. I don't expect that this guy who's not a fighter, Bill Skarsgård's character, is going to pull my hand and slap it down on the ground, and at the same time pull a knife out. I just do not believe that. Yeah. I think that before he, but the moment that Bill Skarsgård's character tries to pull my hand away, he's pulling. Nobody's pulling a gun out, and like, well, you know what I'm saying? I guess that would be the main difference because I don't really think. He doesn't really have like a handgun, does he? Like, I think he just uses his. Who know? We don't know. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he just uses his lever action the whole movie. Do you not think that the moment he's we're shaking hands and I feel you start to pull on my arm? Yeah. He's not gonna like judo throw him over his shoulder. No, I agree. Fucking... Now, like the the dog's not gonna fucking attack you. Right. Like the point is being like, if you, he is good enough to find and almost kill John Wick multiple times. Yeah, I mean, I guess that in that point, you wouldn't do that because uh, you wouldn't want to become. Because if you attack the marquee, you would probably become excommunicado. So maybe don't attack them; just pull your hand away. Maybe. You know, I'm mean? like, yeah. And why would you pull your hand away from me? Because for me to do my job, I can't be injured. Yeah. And also, we see that post that scene. He is still just as good with a fucked up hand. Yeah, he's still really fucked so up. So there is absolutely no way he's letting his hand be stabbed. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was a cool scene, but yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense for him to let it, it doesn't happen. Make any sense. You could have that scene, which the point of that scene was to show the kind of character that they both are as care as men yeah. as characters. You could have done that scene in a different way, and it would have been just as effective. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, because when that scene was finished, it meant nothing to the rest of the movie. Well, 
Yeah, because then the whole point of him doing that was like, oh, you're more committed to the cause. And then the whole rest of the movie, he's like, no, I'm in it for me. And it's like, okay, so then and why do we have this like, scene where you had to fake out? Yeah, and also none of the rest of the action, we're not seeing Tracker at any point, like, bleed from his hand or, like, yeah. not be able to pull the trigger enough because his hand, like, it's like in wrestling, they work your arm. Yeah. They work the knee. They worked his hand in this movie for it to never matter again. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, so it was really irrelevant to the whole movie. Yeah, it was a cool looking, gruesome looking moment, yeah. and that, that's cool. But it did had no relevancy besides to show that one guy is kind of a kind of a gross man, and the other guy is kind of a wimp almost because he he was crying. Yeah, I mean, if I got stabbed in the hand, I'd be crying too. So this is this is John Wick, John Wick world. That's true. He's not John Wick though. No, but we have a blind samurai. Well, yeah, <laughs> we have a blind ninja man. Chinese wuxia man. Well, that makes me feel like because uh, Kane says he's he like basically warns him before the meeting to like be careful what you agree on, which makes me feel like yeah. Kane also almost had his hand stabbed. I say almost because I feel like Kane probably did pull his hand away. I don't think that's what it was. I, I think it was. I agree for you guys to take care of my my daughter. Mm. I will stay away and I will give you my eyes. Yeah. I can never work again, quote unquote. You know, even though he clearly still can't. Dude, the doorbell shit that he pulls is so fucking funny. Right. So we I think didn't get doorbells were at first. I thought they were like supposed to be like uh, I don't know, like bombs. sticky bombs or something like that. And then yeah. they're, they're fucking doorbell ringers. I was like, God damn it! If we can have that, we can have a guy not cry when he gets stabbed. Well, that's true. <laughs> um, second favorite sequence, though. Uh, is that sequence? It's actually finally seeing Donnie Yen do something. Oh yeah! After he's finished eating, after he finishes eating noodles, he finally decides to yeah. fight. Yeah, I love, I love that. I think that's so. That's such a funny thing in such an accurate way to describe. Kind of like his whole character really, in general. Like he doesn't want to do this, so he waits until he waits as long as possible before he finally has to start doing something. Yeah, and to me, like it's such a callback, and it's not, and it might be intentional. I don't know, but like to me, the character. It just such remind reminds me of like SPL and like mm. you know Flashpoint mm-hmm. kind of Donnie yeah like very like quick moment movements yeah. very like not people are so used to seeing Donnie Yen as It Man yeah especially if they don't know martial arts movies uh-huh. um, but to me this is like this is that like 2005 2009 Flashpoint like, Donnie is good fucking Donnie yeah and that's to me what that what that is um, and obviously him hiding the sword until later in the movie yeah he, he we know it's a sword. sword for quite a while yeah we know it's a sword we know it is you know, you, you know it's a sword you know 100 percent that that cane is going to become yeah. a sword if you've seen anime yeah. you go okay this if is you've seen anime or like any like 80s 90s action movie and you see a blind yeah. character with a cane you know that's going to become a sword I appreciate that the way he shoots the gun is still like very much like nonchalantly i don't yeah. care because i'm blind I love that shit. he's just like pop 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 i don't give a fuck He's like, I'm probably not going to hit you anyways. I just want you to get away from me. Or like, you know, I'm us- he's using it to like zone where right, Yeah, to make sure that they're where he wants them to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that a lot. I also like that he has flashbangs. Dude. Yeah, that's funny. He's like, he doesn't care. He's like, I, don't, I don't give a fuck. I, don't, I can't <laughs> yeah. see anyways. I think that's really great. I think that all the characters they introduced in terms of like nobody in mm-hmm. Kane and obviously even with – um uh akira or is it akira or akira oh akira yeah i think all those characters are cool yeah 
I think they're all really, really cool. I kind of wish we'd seen more from the girl. Because I, I did like her. I thought she was cool. I liked her dynamic with Wick and her possibly killing Donnie Yen. I don't think, I don't think she will. I don't think she will either, but it's an interesting little tease. I think he. I think he's gonna pull a, a T two, and like drop the flowers and have a shotgun. <laughs> and like, <laughs> he just has his cane in the flowers and just takes the sword yeah. out. Or she'll like go to stab him, and then like when she gets too close, his his sword will cut through the flowers and stab her in the face. She's not gonna die because she's the main character of the next movie. No, she's definitely the new John Wick replacement. Yeah. Because they're not gonna do double up. They're not. They're not gonna let her kill Donnie Yen and then have his daughter be like. Oh, that's my dad right there. Yeah. You know, that'd be kind of like, that's the last of us two situation. Yeah. That's kind of fucked up. Um, so story. Yes. I, I like this story. Much. I will agree. The story of the third one is not as strong. I like this story a lot better. It made a lot more sense. I, the elder thing to start off the movie made, a little bit of sense, but also not. I don't know. I think that's the other thing that I don't understand about this movie is the timeline of the movie. Because I feel like in between the first and the second movie, it's like a day or two. I think what it is, and I think they, I think I've seen it officially said that like the first three are like within like two weeks, mm-hmm. and this is like six months later. It still doesn't feel like enough time to have the previous elder like die, especially when you made this whole rigmarole about how the elders like almost impossible to see. Like you can only find him if. So like, mm-hmm. how did he die? Like I get it, they couldn't get the actor back that played in the third movie, but like, they're just like, oh, he died. I'm the new elder now. It's like, uh, okay. It just John's got so good at finding them. Yeah. He's like, okay, I found you once. I don't need help anymore. I can just find you guys. Yeah. Um. Story-wise, though, I do think that it is better than three, for sure. Yeah. Having a clear and concise uh, end point being that I just want to get out. Yeah. Um, but but still, with that being said, I do think, and I will say this, and I think this could be controversial, mm. none of the plots of the movie of, of two, three, or four even come close to one, even though one is not necessarily – this deep movie yeah. it is emotionally deep i think it's uh, i think it's still an emotionally resonant movie though and like the motivations for john wick in that movie make the most sense out of any of them like the dog was an attachment to his wife who just passed away you killed my dog fuck you also it's the representation of you know the last gift his wife gave him yeah. you know letting him learn to love again mm-hmm. type of stuff but i also think that the 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 John Wick 1 to John Wick now, mm-hmm. they're not only are they visually very different looking movies, yeah. they are very, just very different movies in general. Well, like I, yeah, I mean, I think one is much more like grayscaled and muted for the whole time. And then you get to like mm-hmm. the second in the third movie. <clears throat> sorry, the third movie for sure, like blows it out of the part with like, we're going to go full blown neon nighttime sky, t- sky, you know, it's all like. Crazy colors, visuals, light dancing off of everything. Like it, four is like we are using every lens we can yeah. to make this thing look like gorgeous, and it does look gorgeous. It looks fantastic, yeah. But in a storytelling element, for me, one is still by far the most effective action movie story. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Um, because at this point in John Wick Four, you could almost forget, like what's the, what's the point? What's he so mad about? Well, yeah. Like, why is he mad? I, I, he I, broke I feel like rule. at the end of this point, they've like forgotten of like why he got mad. Like they bring it up more in the second movie about the puppy, and then you get to like this movie, and it's like nobody even brings up the fact that this. Like, all remember, like there's, there's not even a dog in this movie for him. No, but I do like the emphasis that they have on dogs in general in these movies. Yeah. With obviously Halle Berry's dogs, which is like the sickest fucking scene in that whole third movie is her fucking using her dogs to fucking tag everybody. And then you get nobody in his dog, which is like basically the same thing, except he has one dog yes. instead of two dogs. But it's For basically, sure. it serves yeah, the same purpose. I do enjoy that. I think that's a cool sequence to show them connecting his characters when John saves the dog. Yeah. But on a purely holy story and whatever, like you forget what the hell John is mad about because he did break the rules. Yeah. He's the one who made the, he is, he is at fault for doing everything. He's the one who committed business on continental grounds. Yes. And like we, if he just ended the movie with killing the son in the first movie Mm -hmm. and called it there. Yeah. And then killed the killed the dad, you know, like not was not kind of the ground, so killed the dad. Yeah, I mean the dad part was all I mean, honestly, the first movie wraps up and he could have stayed gone, and then the second movie drags him back in. Yeah. But the marker brings him back in. Yeah. I get that I get the marker. But you could just go away. You could. You could like who's gonna stop you, you're John Wick. You can like literally just move away, live your life, and just keep kill if they come after you, kill them. I mean, they basically do that for the next three movies. So, well, at this point, he's he he, he does the marker and to quote unquote break free. Yeah, but you can just be like, no, I'm not doing the marker, and then buy. Well, he did try to do that, and then well, it's I feel like it, I feel like it would have ended the same way if he hadn't done the marker, which is the guy would have put a bounty on him for not doing the marker. Yeah, well, then John Wick just kills everyone. When he, he can go live his life in a villa somewhere, and they come to his house, he kills him because he's John Wick. Yeah. So by time, but my point being, but from two to four, yeah. at this point, like he says, he wants to be free, but he's actively participating in not being free. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's the, one of the bigger problems I have with this movie is that the actual plot of this movie doesn't even really kick off until he gets back to Eastern Germany. Yeah, because that's once he gets back to East Germany, that's when you finally have the oh, okay. There is a way out. There is a way to stop this. You have to duel. Right. And then before that point, it's like, we're just like wandering from scene to scene. Cause there's not really a point other than like, I'm just going to kill everybody that comes after me. But then you get to the end of the movie and John dies. Yeah. Quote unquote, you know, who knows? We never see his body. Well, I mean, we see it. We just don't actually see like. Far away shot of him slumped over a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, we know, see him slumped over, but that doesn't mean that he couldn't have just like passed out and then he just wakes back up. Oh, you know, fucking Winston comes down, pats him on the shoulder, he gets up, walks away. Like, we don't fucking know, obviously, right? So, like, it if the point was to be free, if your freedom was just to be free in name and then to die, like, you could have killed Bill Skarsgård at any point you wanted them. Yeah, so like. Like there's just emotional resonance and doesn't really matter to me because the first movie did it so well Mm -hmm. and I get why John's mad and I get why John's mad. Yeah. But by this movie, I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't know why. I I agree with the Kira in this movie, which is just like, 
at a certain point, like you're just going around to all your friends and you're fucking up their lives. Yeah, I'm almost like I don't think you know why you're mad. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, for what they have built, they can't you can't necessarily route that ship anymore. You have to do, continue it. Yeah. It was fine. It did a good job of wrapping it up in that sense, but yeah, I mean, I think um, it was a good closure to John as a character. I feel like I think that if, when I look at the whole franchise as a, as a whole, I do think that that's the downfall. The the not downfall, but the big kind of um, misstep was the action's fantastic. The choreography is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The stunts are fantastic. The actors are great. Yeah. I do think the one negative would be that the story after one becomes kind of it becomes complicated whatever yeah. it becomes kind of like a whatever story of just as a way to get john to more fights yeah which is normally fine but the story in one is so good yeah for an emotional reason that it's kind of a letdown mm-hmm. um and john dying to me is would be is, we talk about this about this before on the podcast many times, which is that even when I think we reviewed three, maybe I don't know, but maybe we've talked about this before about how we don't think that they could do more, many more of these movies. Yeah, I don't. I still don't think you could with Keanu. And like you could do it with not, another character, maybe, but I don't think you could do it with more John Wick. The big reason why we, we, you and I would say that is not because we think Keanu can't keep doing these. We, I hope he does something else. Yeah. It's because the story is getting so you're, kind of whatever. You're really like you're reaching a lot by this point in the story. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of have to wrap, and I'm glad they wrapped it up here because yeah. John Wick Five, where he's doing the same thing again, I just don't. Think yeah, I, I don't care. know how they're gonna do because what what was it? I the, whoever I think it was the Lionsgate exec or whatever was like, we want more John Wick, and I was like, I don't know how you could squeeze any more out of this. With Keanu, because I don't know where else the story could possibly go. Like, he's out now, so, like, I don't know how you could even pull him back in. No. Even if he is alive, like, like, I don't know how you could pull him back in. No, let him live his life, unless you do it, like, moves back to his his blown-up house, and the cop is there, and he's kind of bored. Yeah. And it's, like, mundane, and then we see Donnie Yen's daughter shows up, and she's, like... I need you to teach me how to kill somebody because I mean, that probably be the only thing you could really do is yeah, have him have yeah. to teach somebody how to kill. And it would have to be Donnie and daughter because we know that she's completely out of the business. Yeah, you know. Um, but I do want to. I want to do one more negative about this movie before we keep doing. Keep going. Okay. So, and it's going to be kind of a little bit long winded. So I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um. People want to act like John Wick changed action. It definitely was part of it, mm. right? We know John Wick was part of the big massive change. It was definitely part of the, I don't know if it changed action, but it was definitely part of the resurgence of action movies. It, for sure, especially with mainstream actors, yeah. with, with actors who do do action, yeah. who are committed to doing action. Obviously, we know Keanu from The Matrix and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, right? We know Chas Tileski from Matrix, yeah. history of doing stunt coordination and action. We know we know that. So big factor, especially in the U.S. Mm-hmm. That's 2014. I've said this a thousand times. I think a lot of film fans who like martial arts movies would agree with this. The movie that changed action and brought action back was The Raid. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. The Raid was what, like, we had Donnie Yen doing great stuff in the mid-2000s. Yeah. 
SPL, Flashpoint, Man, obviously, other stuff yeah. that were still didn't really make it across. Uh, Dragon, whatever. He Dunyan is working. Yeah, we know he's working. So there's still great stuff in the 2000s. We know that. Mm-hmm. But the raid, the raid, dude. I feel I really raid, do feel like the raid changed everything. 2011, Gareth Evans, yeah. who fresh off Moran Tao in 2009. Mm-hmm. The raid was we're going to make it gritty. We're going to take what Tony Jaa did. Yeah. We're going to amp it up. We're going to add crazy camera, long shots. Everyone's doing the stunts. Everyone's doing the fight coordination. Yeah. It's brutal. It's modern. It's police. It's whatever. Yeah. And then that comes out. And then a couple of years later, raid I two. think, I don't know what, I don't know the years of this, but I think, I think 2014 was the raid and John Wick one. Uh, well, um, the first raid was 2011. Yeah, 2011 and then the raid two raid. was 2014. Yeah. And John Wick was also 2014. I think it was. I'm I'm pretty sure it was 2014. Yeah, it was. So I, I'm not saying I don't, I don't know which there. I, you can't even say which one came first, but it's impossible. Yeah. And I never I've never heard Chad Stahelski say anything about this, mm-hmm. and I don't think he would ever deny it. It's impossible for me as a fan to think that not everyone in the action world did not watch the raid and go, "Holy shit!" Yeah. So much of John Wick is raid. Yeah. Right. But especially the first one. Especially the first one. Um. And then the Raid 2 is like this Godfather movie yeah. that still has all the gr- – it's longer, it's grittier, it's more acting, more It's got story. weirder shit in it with the fucking yeah. baseball chick and the fucking hammer guy and fucking homeless man and all that other – It's hammer girl and baseball boy. Is it? Yeah. Dude, I need to watch the Raid 2 again. Blind hammer girl and then baseball boy. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, you know, we go into that little more of that kind of style. It's longer, it's more dramatic, mm-hmm. it's more cinematic, it's more crime, all this stuff, right? Yeah. And everyone, still, everyone is still yelling at Gareth for a third one. He's like, nah, nah. I'm going to go do Gangs of London. I'm going to go do this horror movie from Netflix. I'm going to go do this other thing. He's, yeah. he's pushing it off, right? But 2011, I saw it in the, a small theater in Charleston mm-hmm. with no one in the theater in I had a, a mom brought her son and they walked out because it was so brutal. I Yes. That is not a movie you should take your son to see as a mother. It was the, it was the moment where they throw the guy off the stairwell and he smashes yeah. his back and cracks. She got up and left. It was like only like it was a full size theater uh, in terms of like the size of it. Mm-hmm. But there was like seven people in the theater yeah. and me and my ex-girlfriend. And that was it. Yeah. And then she walked away. So two people left. But that movie changed everything. I, I I truly believe that. I, I think a lot of people, a lot of fans would say that. I would agree with that. Yeah. People point John Wick to being that change because, oh, John Wick gave us extraction, whatever. Sure. Because Iku Oase was not, he's not some actor. He's a martial arts guy yeah. who did acting. Keanu was an actor, does it, whatever. Yeah. Sure. I agree with that. Here's my ultimate point that I was trying to get to. Okay. I love John Wick. I love all, I think they're all great, fun action movies. Yeah. I think that they are what action movies should be in 2023 with actors. Yeah. I think actors should commit to it. I think this is this is what you do. If Halle Berry can do it, if Lawrence Fishburne can do it in 1999, if Keanu could do it in 1999 with a broken back yeah. on wires, any actor who can do this. Yeah. I, I don't think Scott Atkins can do this. Now... John Wick, one mind blowing. Yeah. Gun Fu, amazing. Mm-hmm. John Wick, 
two, three, four. Love it. Think they're great. Every fight sequence, even though they're fantastic, they lack impact. The sequence in John Wick 4, that long sequence where they're in the glass case room and he's throwing, he's using the axe or whatever, he's shooting people. Compare that to the raid. Mm. And think about Rama hitting people in the face, yeah. of Rama breaking limbs, of Rama grabbing the guy and throwing his neck on the door. I think that's probably like, the biggest probably difference between John Wick, though, and the raid. And I'm not saying that there's not a way that you can do this, but I feel like it definitely lessens the impact when you use gun fu. Because there's that like absolutely. separation. It's not as personal as straight up man-to-man martial sure. arts is. But then you have John judoing people and it doesn't look I know in real life it probably fucking hurts. Yeah. But on film it looks good. But how, you can see that, like, he's, like, hitting people like this really slow yeah. and throwing well, – these are professional killers. You're not going to hurt them by throwing them one time. Yeah. Like, but you watch, like, The Raid and you fucking ah, – ah, yeah. you watch SPF. Ah, ah, like, so the impact in the fights in John Wick are just infinitely less. Mm. CG blood also adds that fact. Um, I personally, in this movie, was watching – some of the, especially because they're extended fights. So you're seeing a lot of physical choreo. Yeah. And it's great. It looks, fin- and I could never do it. But I was like, those hits look like they are so soft. Uh, I mean, the hits that probably look the hardest are not when he's getting hit by the person, but like, I think when he, <laughs> it's also one of the funnier moments in the movie on the steps when he like almost gets yeah. to the top and then he gets kicked and he like, yeah. Tumbles all the way back down. I was like, really? You're going to just keep tumbling all the way down? All right. But it even shows me in the same movie because I knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think they knew it was going to happen, which is that <clears throat> we're going to see Keanu do some really fantastic stuff, especially at his age. Mm-hmm. And really fantastic choreography with the judo and the Brazilian jiu-jitsu and then the gun fu combos. It looks – it's great. We have extended sequences – with the wide shots, we know Keanu's doing it, and it looks kind of soft. Mm. But then we then we see Donnie, who's of similar age, yeah, and he is just ripping, yeah, because he's a martial artist, yeah. You know, he's and he is ripping, and you know he is fucking lightning quick, and those things look like Donnie Yen movies, yeah. When you have that in the same flick, I'm kind of like what in the theater on the RPX being like. Is John Wick really that dangerous? Because he looks kind of like weak in this movie. Like he looks. I mean, I think that's weak. the thing that I noticed in the second movie. For uh, I noticed it first in the second movie when they have the intro sequence of the second movie where he's getting his car back, and in yeah. that first sequence, like uh, I don't remember exactly what happens, but like when they're in the he's like in the big factory, yeah, he's like in the factory, house. and like people come out of like taxis or some shit, and he like starts fighting them, and it looked very slow, and I was like. This is not because in the first movie, I don't think there's any scenes that really looked particularly slow. I think they did a good job of editing in that to make everything. It was mostly gun fu. Yeah. Mostly shorter fight sequences that were like extended at times, but a lot of pulling the shoot, pull the shoot, pull the shoot. And it wasn't like, I'm going to grab this axe and throw it and knife fight and all the stuff. And it's beautiful that he does that, but 
I felt like, and maybe I'm wrong. You tell me. I just I felt like in this movie in particular, really a vast like a vast part of that. No, whatever. <laughs> highlighted that some of these hand to hand moments, mm-hmm. and you factor in the gu- the gun stuff looks so nonchalant. I mean, I think I think there's a point to it with that, that and I agree with you, which is I think there's. I think it's become a problem that a lot of people are focused on like the one shot and the long take and like the amount of like work that needs to be done into that. But I also think that people need to remember that like sometimes for action scenes, like not everything needs to be a one take. Like a lot of Jackie Chan's movies are not one take. A lot of it is like using the camera to like get more impact to the shots. I don't remember where exactly where I heard it before, but I remember he's talked before about like, if you want to get more impact to a, a scene, and like show you know a bigger impact to your punch. You start with a do it twice. Yeah, you you shoot it twice. You start with a little bit of the wiring, and then you zoom in to the hit. Yeah, even if it's not no, or, as hard, the fact that you're snap zooming into it makes it you look even, harder. Or even you do the thing, which is that you show the exact thing twice. Yeah. like you have the full motion sequence wide, mm-hmm. and you cut right back to it again at a slower angle. Bah, right in the chest. Yeah. Jackie does it all the time. You have him do a spin kick to the chest yeah. or a face, full hit, cut right back, yeah. slow, higher angle. And I'm not saying John Wick, it's not John Wick style. I understand yeah. that. So it doesn't necessarily fit, but they, there has to be a balance then of brutality. Because yeah. the movies are very brutal in nature. Mm-hmm. But can you say at any point, do you feel like, oh man? There definitely wasn't a moment like I had in the raid where I was like, ooh. The raid has like brutality. There's a lot of moments like that. Even even the raid too. Like the raid, the raid, <clears throat> Gareth. Yeah. Like for a guy who's not a stunt guy, not actually, he's just a pure director and fan of martial art movies. Mm-hmm. Go watch his interview of Scott Atkins on his podcast. Like it's it's amazing. Yeah. But they he he figured out how to shoot HK and modernize it and make it brutal. And I get maybe John Wick doesn't have to be brutal, but when you have him killing a hundred dudes. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, it just looks like John Wick's killing guys, and I don't want to say this, mm. and I don't want to, but that big that first long sequence in Tokyo when John Wick's in the glass house, glass room, mm-hmm. beautiful, super great sequence. Yeah. At a certain point, I was like, this kind of reminds me of a Seagal movie, where they're come, they're like just coming to him, and he's like just flipping them. That's a little blasphemous, Jason. That's a little blasphemous. Tell me, tell me, I'm wrong. Because there, there's go if you go back and watch go watch the yesterday's episode of Stuntman React, mm-hmm. and you'll hear this thing that they talk about, which I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that you have a partner you're fighting with who is actively fighting against you. Yeah, right. And this is all Donnie Yen does. This is what the raid does. You have people actively not not working with you. Yeah. John Wick is all working with him, mm-hmm. and. At a, at having four of these movies and you give me a 15 minute long fight sequence, I need to see some variety. Also just becomes John Wick throwing dudes around and easily killing them. Yeah. I love John Wick killing people. I love that stuff. But I also love watching Rama sweat and struggle to figure out over the course of the fight, even though they're grunt minions in a hallway. Mm-hmm. 
you're watching him mentally figure out like and you you watch him fight dude right yeah. and you see him there's like a fucking anxiousness to his his bobbing his weave he's like he's not like standing he's like fucking shaking and moving and like you can tell like the way he's acting is like he's anxious the character is anxious yeah and john wick even though he's a cool assassin killer you're fighting 300 motherfuckers in a room yeah you either have to make this brutal and we get those moments where he shoots a guy in the face, like especially in the first movie, where like he like yeah. breaks an arm, like when he breaks that guy's neck in the first movie, yeah. the countertop. Love it. I love, I love that. that. There's a, there's only there's only one other thing where they call pencil in number two, pencil in number two, and then the book in number three. Book in number three. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I need that times ten and four. Yeah, I feel like we need more moments like that. And I also don't feel like there was a moment like that in four. No. The closest thing so. was probably like the hand thing, but that's nothing John did. No. 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 So yeah. That, that was my big gripe with the movie is that I walked out of four and really, really loved where they talked that they took it, yeah. where I love the exterior characters. I love the scenery. I love everything about the movie. I think it's a fantastic movie. I gave it a four out of five stars on letterbox i love yeah it. but that was the that was the asterisk which is like for a movie full of violence it didn't feel very violent yeah and maybe i'm just like blood hungry but like after watching last of us and finishing that show and being so fucking let down by the, the show complete, yet. by the complete lack of gore oh yeah is insane did they not gore it up they're fucking hbo no, dude the, mon- the last mo- episode is a montage, basically. It's a montage the sequence of-, of the movie. The whole point of the game is for that ending scene in the hospital. That's the whole fucking no. point. It's like a quick cut, almost. Not it's not a montage per se, but it's montage. It's definitely not what the game is. No, it's not him it's not sneaking like around the through all the these hospital. fucking guys to get to Ellie, and then it, no, it, it is that. But it's just like, all right, a guy sitting still, he dies. Cut to another scene of a different guy. It's not like you're not watching Joel like creep through and yeah. kill people. That's not what it is. Hmm. Um, so maybe I'm just in the zone of like I really just want brutality. I don't yeah. know, but like John Wick One wasn't necessarily gory per se, but there was enough. It was for when it came out. It was like, oh man, this is like the only movie doing that. But like we have extraction, yeah. And, you know, especially when you compare like dread, mm-hmm. like give me some dreadness. Dread was brutal as fuck. You can give me some like let me get some exploding head. Like yeah. give me some Robocop. Like I mean, they had moments some... like that where they could have done some cool shit. Like that Dragon's Breath sequence is fucking dope as shit. Yes, great sequence. Yeah, like you so could have done. And also, I just love. I wanted to bring this up as well. I love that sequence in general because I love the top down. That shit looked like Hotline Miami at a certain point. I was like, fuck yes. I dig the shit out of this. Yeah, it was super cool and super innovative for a way to shoot a fight sequence, especially for a long extended Mm -hmm. one. Um, Hard to watch every moving part, I would say. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff going on, and it can be a little bit hard to keep track of what's going on like outside of John. Yeah, I agree. Um, But it was really cool. It's really cool. Um, the dragon sequences. Stuff, I, I do also oh. really do like the stair sequence as well. So, yeah, it's long. It's they're all pretty long. It's long. There's like four um, action scenes, and they're all like twenty minutes each, 
at least. Because you've got yeah. Osaka, you've got the nightclub, you've got um, what the fuck? I just fucking said it. Oh, you got the building thing. Yep. Um, well, basically, the whole thing of him trying to get to the church is just one long extended action sequence. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, excuse me. I, I definitely like that last fight sequence leading up to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. It's, yeah. it's, it's extended, but not tension building. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not going to, no, he's going to make it. Yeah. Um, I, um, I want to say something real quick about that sequence. Cause, I, cause it does lack tension. I, I mm-hmm. don't necessarily need tension in John Wick, mm-hmm. but I started watching that movie overlord the Nazi movie? Yeah, did you ever watch yeah, that? Yeah, I watched that in theaters. So do you remember the opening sequence when the guy lands in the water? Vaguely. It's been a while since I watched it. So I've never seen it, but I, I wanted to watch it finally because I thought it was kind of reminded me of Wolfenstein. It's it's basically a movie version of Wolfenstein. So the opening sequence is when they they're pay, they pair a troop out and the main character... Mm-hmm. I haven't finished it yet. So I remember I, that I they were paratrooping and then the plane gets fucking destroyed and then he lands in the water... And then I don't yeah, know so what lands, after he gets out. Of he lands in the water and he falls down, but his parachute's still still attached. Mm-hmm. And you and he has to like cut it off or else he'll drown because he can't get back up. Right. And the way that they build the tension in that particular moment is like the the music goes away, it's fading. You can see the te- his his face expression. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like anxiety ridden, trying to cut this rope off. Mm-hmm. It's like and it's like they're holding it, and you're like you're you're as a person, you're like you're like. He can't keep holding his breath. He can't, he can't, you feel it. And like, it's so, it is so good at building tension. Yeah. And I did, de- I don't necessarily expect that from the stairway scene because mm-hmm. it's John Wick. I don't expect that from John Wick. Yeah. But I do want to say that. They tried to build um, up a little bit with the time, with at least having the time limit on it. But, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it also I, gets uh, to a point where it's like, I know he's going to make it to the top by, in time. Exactly. Of course. Um, I was watching the movie and uh, RPX mm-hmm. and there was, a couple next to me and the guy clearly was a fan. Yeah. Girl, his girlfriend or his wife had never, never clearly had no clue what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Also hated him because they, uh, was a pretty open theater. They sat, they, they bought tickets that were uh, a seat between me and the guy. You can move over a little bit. You can move over. Um, so that scene comes up and he gets to the top of the stairs and then, right. And then they and, and then they hit him to fall down. Mm-hmm. And as it continue, as he continues to roll down the stairs, she is the girlfriend is like audibly getting upset. Yeah, she's like like yelling like she's like mad that he keeps falling. So by the time he gets to the bottom of the stairs, she's like she's really pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, like she's like upset. And I was like sitting there being like, "Don't worry, he's gonna get Donnie Yen." I was about to say Donnie Yen's gonna show up. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. Um. What else? What else do you want to mention, Zach? Um, I did like. I will say, I also liked the ending for the marquee, because it also felt like it was one of the truly like. Cle- it was one of the most clever things that John Wick has ever done in any of these movies. Sure. With the fake out. Sure. Also makes sense because of course the marquee is like, like arrogant, so he would definitely want to shoot you last. Did you did you feel like that made sense in the story 
him wanting to finish John Wick. Off. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because he wants to have. It made sense to me that he did it because he's an arrogant, like noble prick, and also I you you know he wanted the recognition of being the being able to say that he's the one that killed John Wick. Yeah, I, I saw some reviews saying that it kind of felt a little bit out of place because I, I, I kind of felt place I, to kind of, me. I was kind of down the middle on it because like I could see the character being so up his own butt yeah. to want to do that to to what the movie did, but I could also see him being so I hire people to do my dirty work to just let Donnie Yen's character finish off. I could see both ways. Mm. Yeah, I guess I could see both ways. For me, it, it definitely read more of he's the arrogant kind of guy that will definitely try to take credit for anything. Yeah, I I, I could see both arguments for it. Uh, obviously, well, it made more sense when they had Clancy Brown say that line earlier of like him having am, ambitions too great for his station yeah. or, or whatever the fuck his line was. Basically, saying that he was in over his skis. Right. Um, and if the Kirk and if the Kirkin tells you, you gotta listen to yeah. the Kirkin. Um, I do, but I think it was, yeah, it was a well-made uh, exit strategy for, um, for John. It was a little, a little presumptive, but and also, I don't know, I don't know why you couldn't have had, I don't know why you couldn't have had Don again miss him, like he. Yeah, like you could still fire and not hit him. Like you didn't have to. Kill I guess. Him. I guess. I guess because you have to have him about to die for. Yeah, the, I guess so. Character to step in. To, you had to, to make it off. believable. Yeah. Yeah, and had to make it to where like he was down, down on and out. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Also, poor Lance um, Reddick, dude. I know, right? I was like, oh, I wonder how they're gonna like you know, handle the fact that he died. And it's like, oh, he's dead in like the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. It's like, exactly. oh, Which so seems you kind of have to worry about it. It seems kind of shitty too, though. Yeah, it's a, it felt like, I don't know. Some kind of force. Yeah, a little bit. I, I, I As I was watching it, I was wondering if it was a rewrite, but then I was like, it can't be a rewrite because the movie was already like in theaters it's and premiere. out. So he, like, that's just like, how he, they wrote He was at a premiere. Yeah. Like he was so, like, on I, the press tour. Yeah, all the movie. So like that's just how they wrote it, but it felt weird. That's terrible. Yeah, a character so uh, heavy to the movies, he just dies like that. Yeah, it felt it felt very weird. It felt very bad. Yeah, I was like, this is lame. And I get that there's so many other characters you have to introduce. Yeah, but like, as much as I love Donnie Yen, I think he was fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have traded Lance Reddick for Donnie Yen. Yeah, because Lance Reddick's character was has been there since the beginning he's been there since fucking the first movie and i think that's a very important character Even Ian mcshane and, are the only characters that have been there since the first movie yeah yeah absolutely and i, I think that that's kind of kind of shitty um yeah and there's no good and even though they want to act like it's a good story way to describe that character mm-hmm. uh bill scarlett's character i don't i don't necessarily think so yeah um but you know whatever i don't know it is what it is, obviously, and it works out for the best in the end. Though that he's passed away, yeah. But yeah, man, I don't know. I, overall, I like I said, I really, really enjoyed the movie. I gave it a four out of five on Letterboxd. I, I thought it was a really good. Yeah, I give uh, it a four out of five. Quote, unquote, final installment to the franchise, or at least to the John Wick story. Mm-hmm. I do have mm-hmm. issues with it. Um, yeah, because 
I know what I kind of like and I know what I want. And um, it's a it's a personal thing. I think that at the end of the day, they're still really fun, great epitome of fantastic action flicks yeah. that show you that these movies, that the things we see everywhere else have no excuse to be so poorly well-made and that the people who go and see them, uh, who applaud those action sequences in like Avengers movies or Marvel movies or whatever, mm-hmm. um, should see these movies that they haven't and realize that, that you are being like let down by what action can be truly. Okay. Yeah. You know, cause they're, they're the fact that Keanu is doing this at, at 60 or whatever. And, you know, and that, that's a testament a while, to what dude, can how be, old he is and he's still doing this shit. Yeah, it's a testament to what can be done by someone who was 30. Yeah. You know, if, if Chris Hemsworth can do it in extraction, we can do it everywhere else. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know, but yeah. Zach, any final thoughts? No, I mean, I'm just overall, I was very happy with this movie. I had a good time with it. Um, I don't know if I'd check out any of the spinoffs or not, but I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll have to see what comes out of them. It depends on who's involved as well. Like if Chad's not involved, I probably won't, but yeah. Yeah. I think with ballerina, um, she's very small, that actress. Yeah. So we're going to have to give her some way to go through hundreds of dudes. Yeah something or whatever because it has to be something else besides like the way they approached akira's character really good like she still had struggling but she was trained and she killed a big big guy but it took her took a long time for her to kill him yeah she took hits and that was really good and that that was really really effective and she had to chop him up like you chopped down a big care like a big colossus she had to climb up him with her knives yeah and that to me is like that's a really good way to do that so as long as they actively use that kind of style for yeah. the ballerina character, then I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, as long as she puts in the work to, you can't agree to do these movies and see what Halle Berry did and not compete. Yeah, I don't know how to, you could like be want to be attached to these movies and be like, well, I'm not going to do any of the work. Yeah, and I do think that's also um, kind of sad not to just go cast a uh, action person. Yeah. I would like to have seen an action person. Who are the good like female action stars that we have nowadays, though? Um, like Michelle Rodriguez? I don't know. I don't know if you would call her an action star, but I mean, I feel like she's probably one of the closest that we have. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Nobody. I don't know. Well, she's in Dungeons and Dragons, isn't she? Yeah, but is that an action movie? I I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I think it's just like a fantasy. I mean, when we when those movies call that action, there's action in it. But I mean, action. By the way, we determine what yes, action is. It's very different. Yeah. I I couldn't tell you of a last Michelle Yell, probably the last one that I fucking yeah. Cynthia, you know, what I mean, that was like they're definitely there, but it was not like they're yeah. Gina Carano, you know, what I mean, it's not like there's a massive ton of them yeah. anymore. Or if they are, that they're, they're super indie that I just don't know. Yeah, that's true. But uh, hey guys, thanks for listening. That's John Wick Four. Appreciate you guys. Uh, sucks. Don't watch it. No. <laughs> Never mind. We lied for an hour. It's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. All right, guys, check the vending machines. We'll see you. See you guys.